live. My man Michael is in the building. The world's greatest chef. That steak you made last time was absolutely unbelievable. And I think you made cod as well. Well, yeah. I, you know, I'm surprised you remember. Yeah, I cook. I, I love remember, cooking. I remember I asked you, what's the secret? And you said, the secret is trial and error. You got to feel the steak. You know when it's Exactly. It's talking. It yeah. yeah. No, the, you the, just know. The food is talking to you every time. The food is talking the to you. The food is talking to me every time. Every time. Yeah. People ask, uh, what's the recipe? There's none. You just talk to it and you see it, you feel it. And uh, when it's done, it'll let you know. Were you into cooking when you were young? Uh, absolutely you? not. <laughs> I, love cook I, I love eating, but uh, none of it was uh, my cooking. So, yeah, it's something you uh, grow into uh, over the period of time. You you're always looking for some hobbies. You're looking for some time where you can unwind and relax. And, and it looks like I found mine. I... Uh, I cook and I play hockey. You play hockey? I, yes, I do. I did. Uh, I think uh, I stopped after a certain number of injuries and broken bones. Uh, so cooking is uh, looks like a lot more safer. You ever do like open skates? Uh, well, I like to have a stick in my hand. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. so no open skates. But I grew we up can, yeah, we, we can do. We can do. We can play. Actually, there's a, a great uh, skating ring uh, somewhere on uh, Elton Road. When I go back and I think about all the sports I played throughout my life, hockey was easily the most fun sport. Not even a close second. That is true. You get to just, it's the most truest sport. You can literally get in a fight if you're upset about the scenario and they let you fight. Well, you, you go with your emotions sometimes and uh, that's another way to unwind actually. A lot of people do it. So, uh, uh, you know, when uh, they come back from work, uh, that's a perfect way to unwind. Right, a lot of people uh, releasing use that. the energy, energy people into the wild. People talk about that in like jujitsu, right, and MMA. But yeah, that hockey. I don't understand. I don't, I don't like uh, being beaten on purpose in the face. So by accident, it's okay. But uh, those people are punches, Those people are insane. Yeah, no, I would, I would never, I would never do go I'm trying into to get fight Sky to, I'm trying to get Sky purpose. to do it. He's, he wants to do it. He's been training. He, like we go, we work out the UFC gym in Midtown, and uh, Sky loves hitting the bag. He's kicking it. He's he's punching it. And I'm Love saying it. you need to do one. Well, I'm with you. I, I got well when so, when the injuries. I don't need more. Exactly, you know? and especially when the bag starts punching you, it's it's a lot less fun. <laughs> Not quite as fun though. I just think you should do one exhibition fight though. You like, might get there on a small there. level, like a jujitsu, just just to do it. Even if you get creamed, I would party so hard for you. <laughs> Well, I'm fired up and it's also interesting when we first met because I want to give a big shout out to Peter and we actually met at Peter's Minnesota Lake House. That's um, true. Peter yep. Taunton was on the episode about three episodes ago. If you guys haven't checked him out, he's just a wonderful person, founder of Snap Fitness, over 4,600 locations, just like an exemplary person about the type of person I want to you know, exemplify, but also just a good friend, good person. And He's been able to connect me with such outstanding individuals, such as yourself. And we went to his music festival, the Twin City Music Festival. And that was a good time. Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, when, uh, you know, you, you are in the area uh, of, of music and uh, everything is, you know, it's, it was a good time. Front row and, tickets. And, uh, yeah. Another word about Peter is uh, he's so down to earth. It's, uh, it's amazing how he, he communicates with people uh, in such an easy way. Very easily approachable for issues, problems, uh, you know, and that's great that, uh, you know, other people connect other people. So it's, it's awesome. And facilitating this great group of people that can have fun together, but also get shit done together. Exactly. Actually, I'm, I'm learning. I mean, this is, uh, I think it's so important to life not to stop learning. And uh, every person you meet, you can learn something. And I think I've learned uh, a lot uh, from Peter, and uh, I'll continue to do so. I think it's a, it's a symbiosis between people where you know they pick up stuff from each other. I think it's awesome. And something I love about you, and uh, I've just been attracted to your your the way you conduct yourself, is that you're always thinking, you're always moving, you're always scheming, but yet you surface it with just such a good just humor and comedy and laughter, but you're, the brain's always moving. You're thinking of new ideas at all times. Yeah, and that's maybe unfortunately because, uh, you know, it's, it's been, uh, uh, you know, helping me in a way, but uh, also uh, it's, uh, I'm always preoccupied with thinking. Sometimes I can miss some stuff that's going on around me. So uh, I have to learn to relax. 
and forget about it. But you're absolutely right. I, I always think, uh, and uh, I think it's one of my favorite processes. One of the best things. One of the best I, things. I feel if you can have fun with yourself in a closed room, then your level of happiness can go up tre tremendously, right? Well, that, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what you mean have by fun, uh, with fun and, uh, with yourself in a closed <laughs> room, but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, no, I, I think uh, your viewers will understand exactly what you meant. Yeah. yeah. So uh, exactly. I, I actually gr grew up learning to be, uh, uh, you know, self-sufficient at any age where, you know, a kid can play with uh, his own toys and, uh um, you know, not require some socializing n necessarily, but at the same time, I think I've balanced a lot of, of that as well. So, uh, I can be either, or I can uh, really enjoy uh, time alone with a book or, uh, really be very socialite. And you're an engineer by trade. Can you tell us about this? Because you kind of drop it so <clears throat> casually whenever we're talking. You're like, yeah, I have like a hundred medical patents on devices. And I'm like, what? You're, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. my side thing, you know? Can you tell us about yeah, the journey I, of becoming an engineer? Yeah, absolutely. I, I surprise myself sometimes where, when I look back and so many things that, ha that I have accomplished uh, and uh, I want to accomplish even more. But uh, yeah, by trade, I'm a mechanical engineer. I uh, uh, graduated from uh, the university in uh, Moscow in the uh, field of mechanical engineering and uh, uh, moved on uh, here to US back in 1990s. So actually went to another uh, university in Boston, a Northeastern University where I got my degree in mechanical engineering as well. And uh, it just happened by luck that I ended up working in a medical device field uh, where we designed uh, medical devices and uh, other uh, technologies. Uh, and that's how I got started in the medical device field. Basically, all my career I spent in uh, biomedical mechanical engineering field developing uh, life-saving technologies. So you, you say like by chance, like what was that chance? Did you meet someone? Did you respond to some job interview or how did that work? Well, I, I think, you know, life gives you every day, it gives you opportunities. I mean, whether you see it or not, every single day you have opportunities. And uh, I think uh, you just have to pick up on things that you don't want to miss and uh, you go with this. And I think it's just exactly what happened. Uh, my university, Northeastern University, had a great co-op program where they would place people at uh, different uh, medical device companies or non-medical device companies for that matter. And I just ended up doing three months internship at a medical device company and I just absolutely loved it. Um, because, you know, money is a great reward, obviously, but uh, when you see people being alive of things that you've done, uh, it's, it is just going far and beyond uh, and just picks on your feelings when you see a family and, and, and parents are crying and thanking you for things that you've done because their uh, son or daughter are alive because of this specific medical technology. Uh, this is a great reward. This is emotionally uh, just so um, grateful for things that that uh, you know all those opportunities came my way and i took them so that's that's what i've done all my life developing uh, life-saving technologies whether it's uh, uh artificial heart systems we call them lvads left ventricular heart assist devices uh endoscopy urethroscopy uh, surgical instrumentation microvasive surgery i've done a lot of uh, gynecology and uh, urology uh, um, products uh, uh, spine reconstructive surgery. I mean, the list goes on and um, uh, I'm continuing to do so. I'm continuing to work in this field. And you're right, we have more than, uh, I have more than 100 patents in, in medical device field alone. And that's what I love to do. And I'm really enjoying it. This is the most important part. Uh, my son asked me once, Dad, when are you going to retire? And uh, I, I just don't know how to answer that. I, I Retire from what? It's like from life, uh, most likely when you end up dead. Yeah. But uh, other than that, you just, uh, I, I can't even consider that work. This is like something that I love. And you figured out a pretty repeatable process, it seems, because I remember I was asking you specifically what goes through your mind when you're saying, hey, you have this task, you need to design a better, you know, endoscopy scope. Uh, and you just go through this process of analyzing it and then reverse engineering it. Can you talk a little bit about like your process of how you kind of approach a new project? 
Yeah, it's uh, basically uh, over the years you develop a system how you design products. I mean, any product for that matter, regardless whether it's a medical device or a hockey stick. And uh, the first thing that if you want to win the, in this process, the first thing you think about the value of new things that you want to introduce that will bring to people. So the process is very simple. Uh, you just have to identify what is wrong with the predicate device, what else it's missing, what other things you can do that people can enjoy or have a little bit more value. And that's, uh, that's what defines the, the next product uh, design specification. You just introduce new values, whether you reduce the, uh, the time of the procedure, whether you uh, introduce some new features that uh, help the doctors or help the patient to um, uh, elevate the pain, uh, maybe feel a little bit more comfortable. So there's, the list goes on. There's so many things you can do. And uh, that's what uh, the beauty of engineering is. You, you play basically playing God. You're creating new things, things that will benefit other people. It's, uh, it's just an amazing process. And it's got to be pretty frustrating at times, right, when you're, like, stuck on something? Uh, yeah, well, that's exactly what engineering is. You look at the paper for maybe 24 hours, and uh, you scream, you hit yourself, and uh, next day you do the same, next day you do the same, until all of a sudden you realize... You found this. You're looking for this little thing that allows you to solve um, a particular problem. And, and this is the great uh, moment where you just, eureka, this is exactly what you were looking for. But it is painful because that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a process of looking at something for a very, very long time. Yeah, it's you against you. It's you against you, exactly. I'm trying to think outside the box. I think it's fascinating how just simple things, like I'm derooted all the podocarpus shrubs in my backyard and I'm replanting them and I just had little things where I was using hedge trimmers to cut out all of the uh like the vines and all the different roots because I'm basically installing shrubs the way you shouldn't install shrubs yeah but then I, I've done this now I've spent probably 24 hours doing this and now I, I found such a better way of doing it I just use an axe and I just chop the shrubs well it, and I think to myself why did I not notice this before but when you keep doing it you find these little hacks that make it easier exactly and that's what evolution is you you are part of evolution you just evolve a little bit more and more and more you're learning how to do things uh, and that's exactly what the evolution is. People need to be down with that process. And what, and they also need to be enthusiastic about that process, which it can be easy to be, you know, upset when things get tough. I, I know big shout out to sky over here. I've been telling you, pushing him to do some pretty challenging stuff in terms of learning these programs and the podcasting, learning how to size up all these cigar labels and you just see him get so frustrated through the day. He's like, God damn it, shit. And now he's gotten it. He figures it out. And it's like, if you can push someone to do something, eventually when they get it, you feel so good about yourself. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you always have to challenge yourself. Uh, sometimes I'm surprised at people where they don't take a, a second to think about something. And uh, the easiest thing is to complain and... Uh, uh, to complain and complain and uh, all it takes is just an extra effort and that's little extra effort is a big problem for a lot of people and uh, I think uh, if you want to separate yourself from the rest uh, you have uh, to do something better than uh, the next person I think it's very important in terms of like looking at yourself and thinking about things that you could improve on personally what are some things that you, if you could like correct a certain attribute about yourself that you would want to, you know, do better or like part of a habit that's tough to break and things of that nature. Hey, hey, I'm perfect. No, <laughs> of course, yes, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a joke, of course, but uh, you know, here's the thing. I I, I think, in my opinion, uh, you go through the day every day, and you have to constantly adjust yourself, constantly improve on some of the things. And uh, for me, throughout my life. It's been a lot of things that uh, I've corrected. Uh, jealousy, uh, something that, uh, you know, I feel constantly that I have to um, excuse myself and, and find reasons to explain why this didn't happen, this didn't happen, when all of a sudden you constantly have to adjust yourself and make yourself better and um, never, never complain about things. I never complain about things. It's uh, whatever happens, uh, you are the, the creator of your own life.
So whatever happens to you, it's only your responsibilities. If something you don't like, it, mean, it means that you've missed something. So uh, you've, you've made the wrong decision. And uh, I think it's, uh, it's cool actually to adjust yourself every day. And uh, although you know something throughout the period of time, this particular quality of you disappears, you constantly have to bring it back. You constantly have to control. You have to control your mind. So some of the things that, uh, um, again, I've, I've learned throughout the years that uh, I constantly adjust is uh, not to be angry, like at anything. Every time when you raise your voice, you're already lost. And uh, sometimes it happens because we get frustrated with uh, technical support or customer support by so many different companies and we always complain. But actually, it's a good training exercise. When something goes wrong, uh, I think it's a, it's a fun thing to uh, sit back and not to react for the first few seconds and uh, completely let go whatever happens. It goes through one ear, goes through the other. And uh, a lot of times uh, it doesn't happen. You get frustrated. And that's the first thing that I constantly every day to teach myself not to be frustrated. So because frustration does nothing except hurting yourself. So true. And stress is the biggest thing that hurts themselves. I mean, I'm currently and one thing that goes along with stress is health and just vibrancy and, and being healthy, which is harder than most. Like I've had a stomach issue for a very long time called SIBO. And every once in a while, I have to do this like insane diet because I haven't completely solved it yet. It's called the elemental diet. So I'm literally drinking this this stuff called physician's elemental diet every day for two weeks. I'm on day five. But what it does is it gives your entire gut a whole reset. And the reason I had to do this was my gut was causing my emotions to like flare. And like I wasn't able to respond to stress when my gut's impaired. So a lot of people right now actually have gut issues. Like I'd say one out of two people in the U.S. have some level of gut issue. It's just not that bad to the point where they notice it. Where if you work on yourself, you watch what you eat, you do little things, you work out and you clear that self, you're going to find yourself much more calm, collected, relaxed and able to deal with stress more effectively. Exactly. I mean, uh, just think about it. Uh, so many years ago, not so many years ago, 10 years, 20 years ago when we didn't have Internet. Uh, when the internet was just uh, coming to the surface, uh, how did people learn new things from the newspapers, books, and uh, you know different uh, shows? Uh, but within the internet, everything that you want to know and everything you want to improve about yourself is right there, You're right in front of you, in every iPhone, in every iPad, in a computer. All you have to do is just want to find what you want and and it's so easy if you want to find how to cook everything is in front of you if you want to find how to fight everything is in front of you so um you know that's what i've i've done i mean i stopped being lazy i started learning if you stop the learning process throughout your life you're in trouble this is this is the end of your life you constantly have to learn something new every single day because that's eventually is going to help you, especially with health. There are so many things you can do to yourself and uh, eat better. Uh, and I'm not talking necessarily about exercising. Food is a big factor. In our society, uh, there are so many things that you can avoid, but we don't because uh, it's a good business. Um, educate yourself. It's so easy nowadays. It's so easy. You don't have to go to anywhere. You don't have to go to the library. You just bunch few numbers and it's in front of you there was no data back then too there was exactly no i to... mean there's so much that's uh that's been collected uh, especially in the medical field and and me being in the medical field uh it's mind-boggling what kind of technologies are being developed right now um what are you know, some of every, the fields that you think are really seeing drastic improvements? Well, cardiovascular field, obviously, is uh, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, spinal uh, industry where you can do so, so many things for spinal injuries. And, um, you know, it's, it, it is just amazing technologies in front of us. I mean, the, the world is evolving at a, at a very, very high speed. Uh, and uh, if you want to find out about the, those new technologies, again, this is just in front of you. Just go to YouTube and just type what are the new medical technologies. And, you know, we can print uh, organs now on 3D printers. We can print hearts. We can print uh, livers. We can print uh, skin. We can do anything we want. 
uh, using your own biomaterials. Uh, this is just uh, the future. Do you find that some of these organizations that are constantly innovating on these devices, is it uh, a community that shares or is it something that people keep it to themselves because it's obviously they're trying to have like the newest innovation or do you feel that the community generally helps each other kind of innovate and, and you know, explains what they've learned? Well, uh, I, I think, uh, um, you know, medical technologies, it's, it's a business. Uh, of course, you have to understand that when the company is starting to develop new technologies, it's costing them millions and millions of dollars uh, for the development, for the regulatory, for testing. Uh, so you cannot literally just share it for free. It's not a platform where you develop a software and you share. So obviously uh, the money is very, very important for the industry. So uh, this way you can, you can do a lot more research, you can do a lot more testing, you can do a lot more engineering. Uh, but uh, some of the uh, communities with doctors, they do share some of the technologies, they come actually to those companies and they introduce um, new technologies, what they would like to see. As a matter of fact, majority of medical devices are developed by individuals, not by companies. Uh, and the process is very simple. Uh, a group of doctors or a doctor comes up with an idea how to improve the procedure or how to make it better and safer. Uh, and he goes to a company, introduces this, this idea. Uh, and usually doctors don't get much for this, but because the company spends a lot of money to develop this technology, and that's how this process works. Yeah, I mean, while you were talking about that, it made me think about what you were talking about, the always learning need. And I think it's fascinating how in society, we typically have to, we're told what to do, we're following certain general rules, high school, college, university, PhD, you move forward, you play certain sports, and you do these things because a lot of your peers are doing them. But I don't think a lot of times people have done that self-work at a young age to think, what do I actually want to do? What makes me happy? And I think it's fascinating how people in their mid-20s all of a sudden begin doing things because they actually want to do them. They start to pick like a hobby or a sport like racquetball or ping pong or something like cross-country running and they become ultra marathon runners and they become mm. stoked on it that they didn't have that passion probably when they're younger because it wasn't as much of a choice as much as it is in your mid 20s and, and 30s mm. and 40s and, and so life is all about finding things that you want to improve on and your passion about and what you're going to contribute and what's going to excite you because not everything becomes stale at some point right well, life is about movement. I mean, we talked about it. If, if you're not moving in, in any direction, whether it's thinking or improving uh, yourself or, uh, you know, it's, it's a stagnation. And, uh, you know, life is about movement. Exactly. I used to say to myself, I used to be a pretty big gamer when I was younger. I used to play a lot of Halo. And I don't know if you guys have seen the newest Halo series on Paramount+. Plus. It's freaking mm -hmm. badass. They did such a good job. Uh, I think Steven Spielberg produces it. You might have to fact check me on that. that. Let's, find, that Let's out. find out. Find out yeah. about that. But he does such a great job. But I told myself I used to play Starcraft, work like uh, um, World of Warcraft, all that type of stuff back in the day. I said that one day when I'm gonna have enough money and I'm like successful, I'm just gonna spend two or three months just going into like a hermit shell and just playing video games for three months straight. Now I can't even get myself to do it for like 30 yeah. minutes without feeling like I'm just wasting my time. And that's not like... That's maturing. <laughs> I don't know if that is, because I know some people that love it and it's part of their life and their career. Well, ask me what's the last game I played because I love playing games. Would you like to play a game? Yeah, well, we'll, like <laughs> well, actually, it's uh, the last game I think I played was uh, Super Mario on uh, Nintendo in the 1990s. <laughs> So uh, uh, I'm just lucky because uh, every time when I start playing a game in about five minutes, my head is spinning and, and hurting. So I think it's uh, my body's telling me something. It doesn't like playing uh, video games with with my eyes. Yeah. So I like uh, the real world a lot better. And I think, you know, as we mature, we find that, uh, you know, playing real life is a lot more fun. Amen to that. that uh, playing, playing real life is a lot more fun. Real life is a lot more fun. And speaking of a lot more fun, I love your rooftop parties. And you got, you're such a good entertainer and your friends are so fun. They're just these badass entrepreneurs, but good people that like to have a good time. Exactly. And you're really good at like finding that type of person and become like, it's just a great network you've built. Yeah. I think it's uh, you know, you meet a lot of people throughout your life, but you become friends with people who are very close to who you are. 
if you're a little crazy, majority of your friends are going to be crazy. And that's a perfect scenario. I mean, just like in marriage and, and dating, you got to find exactly the same person who you are and not the, not the opposite. Uh, because that's that's gonna be you know a lot more fun so all my friends are exactly like me uh, and uh, you know that's the way I like it but yeah the, the rule everybody's invited and you you turned me on to having DJs at my parties yes that that was uh, I don't know how that idea came to my mind but uh, I that think it was a, a good changer, that man. was a good decision actually one of my friends uh, I think she taught me, and that's how I. Uh, that's why I say that you have to learn from from other people. So, simple idea, and she said, "You know what? I'm going to give you a gift for your party. I'm going to bring a DJ. I have a friend, and that was a great guy, um, and Ibrahim. Uh, uh, yeah, great DJ. So I think from now on, there's not a single party we're going to have on our roof without uh, a professional DJ. It's just uh, the next uh, kick." It makes the night so much better. I removed my dinner table last time I had a party and Ibrahim DJed and it was just night and day better vibe because you get, mm. it turns your house party into a party, right? It's like adulting, adulting party, exactly. right? All you great need is music, a live DJ music. changes everything. Absolutely. And it's just the vibe. It's the music. It's the vibrations. It's a, it's a perfect, uh, perfect scenario. Love it. Cultivating the right vibe in your life is so important for business, for your personal growth, the people you surround yourself with. Like this community that I met through Peter has become my closest friends in Miami. I love this group of people that I've like like that I get to share my myself with and just learn more and share myself. <laughs> that sounds so weird. And I get to learn more about and it's constantly improving. That's one thing I'm stoked about, even this podcast is using this as a platform to meet the most outstanding individuals in Miami and just around the world to constantly network and find new ideas and new things that are exciting because you learn so much quicker by just asking these questions to someone versus having to do the Google. Google's going to make it happen, but yeah, you know, you can get true. the spark notes on just making friends with a good homie. That's true. And uh, let's plan the next party. I mean, I know it's done. Once I get these shrubs done, we're going to throw a banger here. It's going to be awesome. It's got to be Ibrahim, for sure. It has to be. I mean, he's legit. Or Ani and Horacio. Yeah. They, they yeah, they were they were also really great. Check them out on Instagram. Yes, they play this yes. like tribal music yes, that yes, yes, makes yes, you feel like some it. type of way. So let's talk about your baby. So you've been from engineer to a new type of engineer, building your own business. Tell us about Weejits, the world's best pipe that I personally have ever smoked out of. Thank and you. And just very well-designed, engineered. Maybe you can pull it up real quick to show some. Show, yeah, show the yeah, people. why not? Well, this is uh, the next baby that I'm working on, uh, the next uh, startup. Uh, and uh, it has something to do with weed. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> this is so funny how this uh, plant went from uh, being completely legal to absolute essential. Uh, because uh, when I uh, was in Boston uh, and everything was closed, they were equal to hospitals and uh, emergency rooms, all the dispensaries and smoke shops, they were open. Amazing. And, uh, but uh, my goal in this particular venture is still the same as uh, the goal that I'm working uh, with uh, for my other engineering company, for my main group where we design medical devices. It's just making things a little bit better for people. And uh, it's not about the beauty. It's not about anything else. It's about introducing features and introducing uh, technology that is safer and a lot more pleasant for people. And that's the goal. And uh, um, this is one of our products. And I think it's our flagship product. This is a, a Maze X pipe, uh, we call it. And what it does, it actually does exactly the same as any other pipe does, except that it makes the smoke extremely clean. Uh, it removes resin, which is toxic and actually contains very little THC. Uh, and this is usually what we ingest when we smoke glass pipes, uh, joints, and pre-rolls, where all this Scooby Snacks, as we call them, the problem is so big that people uh, nicknamed it. Uh, they call it Scooby Snacks, all these dirty bits of hot smoke resin, tar and little bits of unburned material gets in your mouth 
burns your throat and how many people can relate i think everybody who smokes among your audience uh, they they can relate to this and sometimes it's on your tongue sometimes it burns your throat and most dangerously it actually goes inside your lungs that's what the worst thing is and smoke is okay although it's not it's not uh, you know it's not um you know healthy for you by all means absolutely it's not healthy for you by all means but uh how can we make it a little bit better so you mean this the, particular the, the scooby snacks particularly yeah scooby know. snacks yeah this is what everybody hates uh, smoking is for enjoyment not for suffering through burns of your throat and then you can smoke for a few days because it's itching and uh people cough why do people cough when they smoke and even when it's the heat it's not how the dirty smoke is it's 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 the heat it's the same as you go into sauna or hammam which well, is where sauna two right? things on that number one when i smoke joints i definitely sometimes get that burning thing uh, on occasion and also i don't know why it is but why when you do cough why does that make you way higher is that just me that thinks that uh, when i start coughing i know it's game over and like my night's I over that's pretty common pretty common but what is it is it just because it's it's like shoving the weed deeper into your, like your lungs like what is the well the core thing usually happens because of the heat your trachea contracts because of the heat so once you like on the, in the in the wet sauna uh once you're in the wet sauna uh you also cough we go to hammam we go to gym once we get in there because your trachea is not used to that heat so you start coughing uh and actually you don't get higher by coughing but usually what happens is when you inhale it goes inside your lungs and the absorption of cannabinoids is immediate so i'm surprised that some people try to hold their you know smoke inside for a few seconds thinking they're going to get higher which is absolutely not true so you get high very fast because the absorption is immediate so my suggestion to people is you exhale right away Exhale right, away. Exhale, exhale right away it doesn't it, you, you it doesn't help do the whole, like, no it doesn't no, into your lungs no, no deep absolutely breath. not it's only hurting you so uh and for the same reason when people smoke this pipe now and we have raving reviews um throughout all our distributors and customers and direct customers uh saying that you know where have you been all my life because this is the most enjoyable uh smoke you can have this is just amazingly smooth and uh, the reason why it's happening is we're using laws of physics. We don't come up with anything that, um, you know, out of extraordinary. This is a simple way of uh, taking the smoke through a very long path. You can see that uh, it goes through a very long path on a very short distance by putting the smoke through the maze. And as it travels uh, further, it cleans itself out because heavy particles subside, sub, uh, subside earlier and they stay in the first couple of uh, revolutions so here. So this thing right here is a maze. That's it's the, the maze. maze. That's why we call it maze. Exactly. So, and as it travels, if you smoke this pipe for a month, you can actually smoke this pipe for a month without cleaning except the bowl because it just allows you to do so. Actually, we had couple customers uh, saying that they were amazed because you don't have to clean this uh, very often and uh, as you and you will find out that a lot of resin and tar and all this garbage collects in this pipe rather than going inside your lungs so this is very important so the products that we design and we have about six products now uh, at widgets uh, are designed to make your smoking experience a lot more pleasant and a lot more safer than than what it is with glass pipes uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, this pipe is uh, is loaded with features. You can disconnect the, your yeah, own. Tell me about this because uh, I actually yeah, tried is... using this feature the other day. I tried rolling a joint and putting it in here, and it, I didn't have like the suction. So, like, how do you actually turn this? Well, into majority the majority of products that go there are pre rolls. So when when people buy pre rolls, and you know people use now pre rolls, a lot of people are being very lazy rolling their own joints and sometimes it's not easy to roll the joint so it's very easy just to buy pre-roll and it, you just insert it there so uh and basically what what you see inside is a screen and it, again it just catches all this dirt and resin and uh makes the smoke a little bit cooler too just just enough for you to enjoy and really get the very very smooth smoke and but what's important for this pipe is if we're sharing the pipe and that's you know if we smoke we smoke together I use my own filter tip and you use your own and 
we will prevent uh, the spread of uh, or minimize the spread of germs and, and uh, viruses. And a lot of people, when they're sharing, they get mono disease, they get another disease, they spread their saliva. Who would want to do that? I mean, adults don't do this. Kids, maybe, uh, you know, teenagers. But uh, when adults smoke, uh, we got to be health conscious. What was your impetus to get into smoking cannabis? Was that something you did throughout your whole life? Or was there like a certain moment where you used it as like sort of an escape? And you can kind of move this mic to you wherever you're comfortable. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's a great question because you'd be surprised that, you know, I'm 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 very not typical uh, smoker because I started smoking when I was over 30. My first joint I had when I was over 30. And I was surprised for a couple of times. It didn't do anything for me uh, until one day when, again, I was, looks like, forced uh, to <laughs> smoke with my friends. And all of a sudden, I felt it for the first time. And I said, God. <laughs> I said, it was great. And uh, I think... I understood it right right then and and uh, since then I mean it actually helps me to be a little bit more creative uh, it actually gives me a lot more energy rather than relaxes me so it allows me uh, to open my mind uh, so you're the, the type of person that can smoke throughout the day and just be like good to go like crushing calls like rocking and rolling uh, I can but uh, I, I don't uh, I don't smoke uh, during the day simply because I have meetings and you know I want to be in my clear mind but when I start working and designing things and I don't have to meet anybody, I can smoke during the day. And it actually helps me to be a lot more creative. I yeah, that's awesome. Like for me, I when I smoke, I just, I, first of all, I like smoking cannabis because I, it makes me feel like I'm like 12 again. So when I'm just smoking, I'm just hanging out, looking at the lights. We have fill-up LED bulbs throughout my whole house. And I'll just change all the lights, have them go red to green to blue. Well, there's a lot more things that you can do to feel 12 again. That is very <laughs> true. <laughs> and that's what it does for me, though. It makes me just feel like I just get giddy about the little things. Like I get so extra stoked and fired yeah. up, like as if it's the first time. That's the one thing I like about weed is that yes. when I smoke, I feel like it's the first time I've gotten high. You know, and I just I think that's the best feeling. And I think bowls particularly yeah. make me feel that way, because the first time I ever smoked was at a Dave Matthews band concert. Oh. Shout out. I think I was 16 years old. Spack, Spack, Saratoga Spack. Performing <laughs> Arts Center. And we smoked this little bowl. Right. And I've always kind of been a lightweight. So I'm kind of like a like not the, like the dude that can just like hammer a bowl. Like right. I smoke one rip and I'm good. Yeah. No, it you know, I've done it for many years, but then you get uh, a little bit more. um uh, what do you call it? Tolerance. Uh, tolerance. Yeah, when you get you you get a little bit more tolerance uh, with the smoke, and you can smoke a little bit more with the same effect. I have two kids, and and while they were growing up, uh, in my uh, household, we never uh, bought a single bottle of uh, Coca Cola or Pepsi or any soda, for that matter. Um, and uh, I'm just happy that both of them grew up drinking just water and uh, like juice, maybe, but um it's 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 almost impossible for me to see you know none of my kids drinking soda that's such so, so smart when i grew up i literally just used to pound sodas like for the yeah. until i was like 14 probably or 13 yeah. root beer sprite i mean that was the vibe when you're playing yeah. like a, a binging halo or something yeah, like yeah. that but then once i started drinking water it was so easy for me to give up soda yes. like it was the easiest yeah. thing to very, give up. very and it's so good for you it's so good that it it, re, it is responsible for all the processes the more you drink the better you're gonna feel we had rob wolf on the podcast he's like a um uh just a straight like bio amazing human being when it comes to understanding how the body works and bioengineer and all these types of things and he helps create this product called Elements and I put it into the water and it's like this sodium boost mm -hmm. and it's basically for electro electrolytes. electrolytes yeah. And you add this little packet into the water and it's so great. I mean, he sent me a bunch of them for, for free and I ended up using them. Now I actually order them consistently, a little plug yeah. for Rob, just such a good guy. I just love his business. It's crazy right. what getting the right electrolytes will do for you, especially if you're doing the sauna as well. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it's interesting, these these additives that we can just add to make our everyday life better, which in many ways is cannabis. And it's interesting what you're doing. I, I know you work with some amazing people like Kenny Thompson and just like some awesome, awesome people. Big shout out. Like you guys are really changing the game. And I think it's fascinating because coming from your background as a medical device creator and patent, you take something that, you know, probably has been done the same way for so long and you engineered this thing. 
no one loves your bowl more than you too i mean when you're smoking your uh, thing it, that's your baby that may be true but i'm actually the one who's more critical about it than anybody else because as you develop products uh i mean you look at the first revision and you again try to find what is what can you prove what is wrong what people complain about uh, so for me, when, when people um, uh, give suggestions or they complain about something, this is a great opportunity for you to improve on what you've done in the past. So it's, it's never ending. Um, feedback uh, loop. I, right. It's a feedback loop and, and it's never ending uh, process, uh, whether it's again, medical device or pipes. Uh, and um, it, it is very important to constantly improve on things. What is something that just disappoints you knowing so much about the cannabis industry and, and how people do business? What are some of the things that you've learned sort of the hard way that you it just it's, it's just disappointing? Right. Well, uh, believe it or not, we are the only company in the United States, the only brand uh, that is developing products specifically to address the issue of health. Uh, because with all this news, uh, cannabis being uh, approved for use in different states and medical and recreational, everybody is jumping with joy and smoking, which is great. I mean, cannabis itself is a great product. But what people forget is that there are so many things that are so bad about this. It's actually, in a sense, if you talk to some doctors, they will tell you right away that um, you know, smoking cannabis is a lot worse than smoking cigarettes simply for a reason of cigarettes having filters. Uh, and cannabis contains this unburned material that gets in your lungs. We call it resin. It's not the good resin. It's the bad resin that unburned uh, toxic oils, um, uh, unburned flower bits. This is, we call it uh, uh, all together as, as resin, toxic resin. It gets in your alveolus and your, your little sacs in your lungs, and they have a very difficult time exhaling it because it's so sticky. So in a sense, your lungs of a constant smoker of, of cannabis uh, without filters are much worse than a person who smokes cigarettes. Damn, I've and, never heard um, that And, uh, you know, we are the only company that's addressing this. And uh, unfortunately, we can't sell it on the premises of, of scaring people uh, saying those things. But that's absolutely true. On our website, you will find a lot of images that shows the test, especially with our filter tips, that shows the difference when you smoke with our simple filter tip and without regular uh, pre-roll uh, cone joint. Uh, and although they claim they have a filter tip, uh, the only filter, they, the, the only word that they have is a tip. There are no filtration there whatsoever. It just catches maybe big, big particles, but all this resin flows inside your lungs, and that's really bad. Got it. And, you, and just to confirm, you said it's not important to hold it in your lungs, so when you take a breath, it's... You have to right exhale away. right away. You, it's right very away. important to understand that you will not get high if you hold it even for three extra seconds, for two extra seconds. The absorption of uh, um, terpenes and cannabis and uh, cannabinoids are immediate. So it happens very fast. Uh, so if you're smoking, just don't hold your breath. Don't what is a, it? What is a lungs. cleaner way to smoke? Like using a bubbler that has some level of like water added to it or like a Mazex? Well, Mazex is a lot safer. Uh, for a simple reason, because water will filter out big chunks uh, of, of uh, material that, that otherwise would have also flown. Uh, Maze X pipe actually filters additionally uh, resin, which will just fly with, with the smoke uh, through the bubbler. And actually, it, it, uh, Maze X actually has triple filtration. And the first filtering that's happening is through physics, when it separates heavy particles from, uh, from smoke. And the second filtration happens in the filter tip that it may catch anything else that, that may fly through this mm. by accident. Uh, so, and on top of it, there are charcoal filters. I don't, I don't have one with me, but you can insert a charcoal filter that additionally will filter That's what you're tar. always using too. It's the tar that's also not You really order those online? Food. You order those online. We're going to start selling them ourselves in a few months as well. But, um, you know, it's very important. People... Uh, it, it's amazing just to read what people write about this pipe. I mean, they 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 say this is the pipe to go. This is this is the best pipe I've ever smoked. This is the only pipe I'm gonna smoke from now. People are calling and texting us saying, 
how did you come up with this how did you improve because this is it's not just about the safety it's the elevated experience when you don't have stuff this crazy hot stuff flying in your mouth your mind is relaxed you know you're protected and you're going to enjoy uh, that experience a lot more believe me it's a it's just like all you're thinking is about the enjoyment mm -hmm. and uh this pipe has uh I, I think it's the best pipe in the world right now for for those particular reasons yeah and i i've heard those responses i mean i i bought one myself because i was just fascinated with it when i first tried it and it's my go-to so i mean definitely damn good day endorsed the mazex exactly. pipe get yours today exactly and when we design a product again we write uh things that we want to address cleanability cleanability in the cannabis industry is one of the most important things how do you clean the pipe how do you clean this how do you clean this you always constantly you know playing around with this resin your your fingers are sticky this is also the easiest pipe to clean it separates opening up all the surfaces that were exposed to smoke and you don't have to clean any insides because there are none it separates and you just drop it in the bag with isopropyl alcohol 20 minutes and then you rinse it under water you don't even have to do anything with your hands this is this is by far well, I feel a big competitive advantage you had getting into this market is your background with all of these designing these devices. And I'm sure you know a lot about materials, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, actually, I'm a material scientist as well, because uh, for many years I was a consultant for GE on a material database that uh, they have developed. So I'm an expert in different uh, thermoplastics, silicone materials. And uh, yeah, let's talk about the silicone uh, material itself because this is a very important question for people because now there's a lot of silicone um, uh, products that are on the market, silicone bongs, silicone pipes, and this and that, and people are scared, you know, because they're scared of all these crazy stories that when DuPont released that material, uh, years ago, and uh, women started doing in implantations with this uh, uh, material, and the leakage caused cancer. But actually, it's the safest material in the world, especially when it comes to food material, food grade, um, uh, silicone. This is what our mothers uh, and wives use uh, when they cook. Uh, you eat out of this uh, silicone. It goes through a very high temperature. You have your food there. You eat. You feed your children. This is very safe. How it is silicone made? Uh, how silicone made? Well, this is synthetic material. Uh, and if I was a biochemist, I would tell you exactly how it's made. But uh, it's a mix of a uh, couple of ingredients in uh, some uh, jar. And uh, <laughs> that's what they do, my assumption. I mean, it's but interesting because like, I, I used to have a fish tank cleaning company. And they use silicon to bind fish tanks together. So you can use it as like a natural yes. man and have entire coral reefs thrive yes. with silicone. Well, with, there are different uh, grades of silicone. Uh, food grade is one of the highest. We actually use uh, the highest grade of silicone. It's a medical grade silicone, which is also very, very safe, safer, just as safe as uh, food grade silicone. The only difference is that uh, it's a lot more durable uh, for repeated uh, cyclic loading and uh, usage. So it's a lot more durable. And it's a very safe material. It and as a matter of fact, this is not a silicone pipe. It's a glass bowl pipe because we use silicon glass bowl, and actually it's removable for ease of cleaning. Mm. So it's very easy to clean or replace if you have two or three of them. That is a cool feature. There's like three different bowls. And you bowls take I one have. and and you put another one. But the silicone itself is already seeing a lot less temperature, so it's not burning the silicone. But interestingly enough, even if you burn silicone in a room, the fumes are not going to be toxic. It's a very inert, chemically inert material. And plastics is obviously like the world's largest problem in society today, and we're destroying the world with it. My question for you is knowing a lot about plastics, how, like, what are your thoughts about just like certain plastics that are used every day, like whether it be for a water bottle, whether it be for. Um, it, it's a disaster. I mean, we all know this, that plastic is a disaster. That's why there are new technologies that are trying to make bottles out of a safer material that biodegrade uh, a lot faster. Plastic is a problem. And even in the industry of cannabis, just look at how many dupe tubes. If you, if you know what the dupe tube is, it's a, it's a tube that you carry your joint. And most of the time, it's a plastic dupe. There are millions of them. There has been so many articles that those plastic... Uh, uh, tubes are spread out everywhere, on the ground, everywhere, because, and it's bad. It's really, really bad. 
so we actually came up with a solution for that as well. So <laughs> I forgot about it, but we have uh, this uh, dupe tubes made out of aluminum. You put them on the ground. It's a natural material. It's aluminum. compatible. It's aluminum. It's a simple aluminum. Aluminum is for everything. We're cooking the grills. They're made of aluminum. No, yeah, stainless yeah. No, that's stainless and steel. I apologize. Well, this is my favorite dupe tube. So what it is, it's, uh, again, um, it's a joint carrying case. But what we do is we add filtration. So this is one of a kind, very unique dupe tube that has filtration in it. And that's, that's actually the charcoal filter. That's what filters the tar. So when people smoke through this and they inhale, it feels like they're inhaling air. That's how smooth it is because it's very, very clean. And what's interesting, we have a new version of dupe tube. You can swim with this. You can actually dive onto 100 uh, meters of depth. And the double seal, the integrated double seal that we introduced into this dupe tube will keep your joint uh, completely dry. And uh, as a matter of fact, just every time when you go skiing or um, snowboarding, how cool is that? You put it inside, it's not plastic, you fall, it's so strong, and your, your, your joint is always uh, dry. The joint's always, I know all Sky's going to be using that. Safety meetings, what we call it, head into the woods. I want to go free diving with it. I think I think we have some coming here. I'm gonna to try to take one free diving and do a video of like taking it 50 feet down underwater and then see if the dube tube keeps the joint. Yeah, I think dry. so. I think we. we How funny would it be to like put a dube tube in the ocean for like like two months and then pick it up and use it as like a case study? <laughs> well, you're not gonna <laughs> swim for a couple of months, but what I suggest you to do when you get those dube tubes, just go swimming. Show them. You put them in your swim trunks and go swimming. And when you come back, I want you to check and show the video of uh, this joint. That's a great idea. We're going to put that together. And this is not also a carrying case. It, it is also, as I don't see any uh, 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 oh, ashtrays here. I can put it inside. It works as it, an ashtray. It works as an ashtray. Got it. Would it like if I flipped it upside down? Would it, <laughs> it then will, just... It will yeah, fall yeah. all the ash. So, yeah, yeah. You want to keep... The, and while it's burning, you can put it inside. <laughs> and put it inside my pocket and it's a smell proof and it's a waterproof so all those things coming back to our early conversation how do you develop the process for product development that's exactly that's exactly what we were talking about you take on the features that are very important for people mm. and uh, you try to solve them i love that man and i love the deconstructing nature of it from taking a complex medical device or heart device that's supposed to you know save someone's life taking that and applying it to something as simple and fun as as marijuana my question is what else is something that you've been like if you could live another life right you would want to go deeper into like what other fields of study from an engineering standpoint do you think that you would love to spend more time on or are more fascinating as we move, as we uh, progress as a species you know it's so hard for me to actually think about anything else because i'm so in love with uh, what i do um, and throughout my whole career, I was just so many times, I was so thankful for, thank you for letting be a mechanical engineer. Thank you very much. Because every time it's different. Every time you're doing something, it's not, uh, it's different. It's different field. It's different uh, technologies required. And, and you learn. And as a matter of fact, I, I don't just design um, medical devices. I've, I've licensed a couple of uh, toys. We've sold some technologies to other companies for kids and, and uh, uh, you know, for sexual toys. Uh, it was the funniest. Uh, I have some uh, funny stories. If, if I <laughs> scratch my head, I'll probably remember, maybe for the next podcast. But, um, you know, I absolutely love those uh, interesting stories that happened to me. And, uh, you know, we've designed uh, plastic penises and... Uh, you know, unfortunately, we had to do it. The only thing, uh, uh, well, forward. yeah, but uh, you know, I have my personal beliefs and some other things. Like we, we would never work on anything related to military. I mean, that was my thing. That um, you know, uh, I don't own a gun, 
I mean, I've served in uh, in the army for two years because I, I came from a Soviet Union. So back so you then, you served I was, in the Soviet. I Union? I served in the Soviet Union for two years, back to back, two years. How old were you? Uh, from eighteen to twenty. What's so that experience like? That's a horrifying experience. You, you don't uh, have a choice. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Uh, I mean, we all at that age, uh, at eighteen, we all think about oh, this is going to be so light and easy, but. Um, it's it's not the most pleasant experience in your life, I would tell you. You have no voice, uh, you have nothing to say, uh, you just have to do what I, whatever you're told. Whoever is older and, and uh, uh, you know, higher in the rank, uh, you just do whatever, whatever you're told and this is not your life, this is, you become a slave, uh, a well-fed slave, or maybe not a well-fed slave, but nevertheless you're a slave for two years. And uh, you have no your own opinion. Is uh, it is two year the minimum that you have to do? It's a no. It's a usually two years. Now I think it's a year, but uh, back then it was two years. And so everyone uh, that grows up there has to do that, or yeah, everybody unless you have medical uh, issues or if you 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 have some other channels. Interesting. That's because everything is bought in Russia. You you can uh, buy your way out. Interesting world. I mean, I, I remember even talking a little bit, bringing up the Russian thing, and you're like, no, no, no. Like, you don't even want to talk about it because it's probably just so aggravating. No, absolutely. Nothing aggravates me. You, you forgot. Nothing. I can talk about anything. Well, I'm curious then. What is, like, your general... Because like, you have family there, and, like, what's good with Russia? Well, thank, thank God all my family is here, uh, and they've been here for a long time. But uh, every day, I think uh, this, this, this force of God for allowing me to come here and I thank this country because uh, this country gave me everything and, and I don't know how to tell it to my uh, children to be thankful for it because they will not they did not experience what I experienced. Um, so everything I think in this life comes with you your own experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, you can't transfer your own experience to somebody else's mind. So that terrible experience of having to serve for two years is really a big reason you hate guns. Well, actually, it's it's not it's not because of that, but it just I don't believe in in um, uh, you know solving problems with a force. Uh, I don't believe in forceful um, resolution of any conflict. Uh, so I think it's a failure of people who cannot find common grounds and, and think about, um, you know, people who are behind their backs. Uh, that's why, you know, I'm against, you know, physical and, and forceful uh, resolutions in, of any kind. So that's the reason. Yeah, I love that. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that uh, serving in the army was the horrible experience. Uh, it, it was not pleasant, but... Uh, you know, like from any other experience, you can um, uh, you can actually learn a lot from. But that, that. must so mature it, you real quick, man. It it it, uh, it forms you as a man. You know, when when you grow up with a lot of things that you cannot do, it it brings you up your maturity a lot faster. And you appreciate life. You appreciate life so much because you can see how quickly you appreciate life so much. Too. There have been yeah a few instances where you could have lost. I could have lost my life even being uh, not at war, uh, just being in the regular uh, positions there. So because. Do you see, are you still friends with some of the people you served with? Absolutely, actually. I talk to some of those guys on Skype uh, once in a while, and uh, again, I'm thankful to uh, this country because those guys look there in nineties. Uh, in the 90s so that's how people uh, uh age in russia very fast <laughs> very fast so yeah wrestling bears that's the stereotype exactly yeah man that's crazy it's, i think adversity is what makes people I, I actually ordained my first wedding this weekend on a super yacht uh, did you meet cool. matt dodge i saw i saw the pictures yeah so we uh there was like about 200 people and on the the, the yacht's called the Seafair in Miami. Yeah, the Seafair. And it was just amazing. Probably the most gangster, awesome. beautiful wedding. And I awesome. had the honor of ordaining and ministering my two best friends, Haley Wilson and Matthew Dodge. Mr. and Mrs. Matthew and Haley Dodge. And it was just a beautiful experience, that man. That is cool. Just like bringing people together. It's great when you get to like, when you know someone, it makes that whole experience way better because i was so nervous before it like obviously this is like their biggest day and i know how much was gone into yeah. it but i mean sky what do you think you think it was good you rocked it man it was it was incredible it was deep there was good good energy good people and i don't know where that came up with but i was just thinking about adversity that's what it came and 
I, I did this line about adversity and I know like Haley had gone through a lot of adversity in her life and you know everyone started crying at one point and it's so interesting though that literally what the world needs more is adversity because the second things start getting good it turns you soft and it makes you not going stuff but when you're when you've gone through shit for me some of my adversity was my health issues and some other stuff like that makes me appreciate like I'm drinking literally I'm drinking elemental diet every day for two weeks. Like that's adversity, you know, but afterwards I'm telling you when I'm, when I freaking eat a straight burger after this, Oh my God, my saliva is about to have a straight, it's going to get weird. You know, it's going to get weird. Well, we'll, uh, we'll do some, uh, burger party on the roof. Burger party. Sounds burger, so great. Burger party Burgers are just such a good yeah. staple to have at any party exactly exactly burgers wings except we haven't yet found a good wing spot in miami we'll do the burgers how about that i'll do the burgers the burgers the burgers that's that's the way it goes with onions with onions yeah absolutely it's going to be a russian burgers what is a russian burger just like the same as american only cooked by a russian <laughs> so you're safe you're safe <laughs> we there's found no uh, there's no russian herring or caviar Inside. I think we found the best burger place in Miami. It's called UNCB Burgers. USBS. 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 United I States Burger Service. It's at the Citadel in Miami Shores. He's actually coming on the podcast next Wednesday. The guy who started it because we were so fascinated. We were like, bro, like we, we need to meet you. He, can you explain that burger real quick? I mean, it's hard to explain because it's just so good. And when you say that about a burger, people need to experience it themselves or else you're just kind of talking it up. It's, it's tough to explain. But what it is, though, it's almost like a steak and cheese. Uh, they're using they're using prime grade meat. So they're putting a lot of effort into sourcing good meat for oh. the burger. And then that's their good. bun is that's good. good. Oh, that's just, perfect. Yeah. yeah. The bun is very thin bun. Yeah. Very thin yeah. bun. Yeah, well, I, I will check it out. This is this one scenario where thin buns are preferred, yeah, I will you know? Check it out. Yeah, there sure. it is. <laughs> well, man, I'm so fired up that we even got this going. One question I always like to ask everybody that comes on the damn good day show, it's a damn good day to have a damn good day, is if you could go back in time, and I know like one thing you like you love your son, like you're talking about where you're so excited about what he's doing, is you're always talking about your son. He's the best. Absolutely. Big shout out. But if you could go back in time and say to yourself, maybe like you that just got out of, um, even like right before you even entered the military, if current you could flash back in time, talk to younger you and say, hey, listen, man, I only got a minute or two, but here's one, two or three things that could save you a ton of time, money, headache, heartache. And obviously the best answer is I wouldn't have said anything because it made me who I am and life's the best teacher, but that's a terrible answer for this question. What would be some of those lessons you'd probably tell yourself? Well, I, mean, I think the first one would be probably just learn from other people's mistakes, not from your own. But uh, we all know it doesn't work. But, uh, you know, you constantly got to criticize yourself. If you want to be, you know, shooting to the stars, you constantly have to criticize, making a critique that, not hating, but criticizing, always finding things that what you could have done differently and a little bit better. Uh, and I think it's very important. So... And there was a third thing, but uh, I forgot. <laughs> that's 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 the, that's the maze <laughs> no, X. Right, that's the that's the maze X. And and for someone so. building a business, you know, like I've I've used you as a nice mentor with us building cigars.com, that's cigars with an S. Shout out. Um, as someone building a business and, and learning and growing, what are some of your advice to some of those first time entrepreneurs that are out there, um, whether this be their first venture or their twentieth, um, that you've seen helped you a lot as you guys have built your business yeah. to, to doing very impressive today? Well, I think it's it's extremely Im important for a young uh, business person, entrepreneur, is actually not to bend under pressure because that's the most. Because most of the time, when you run a business, it's it's not going to be about counting the money or making a successful parties and and doing this and that. This all comes later. Majority of business day-to-day -day operation is dealing with issues and problems, and a lot of people who are willing to bend on the simple uh, first red light or, or a little problem as they think maybe it could be a big problem, uh, those people don't survive. So the, the real entrepreneur will have to learn how to deal with, with stress and issues and without bending. I think it's very important. Yeah. Dealing with stress, dealing deal, with issues. Dealing with 
just go through it, grind every day. This is exactly what you need professional to do. Professional firefighter. Exactly. Fire. It's not business. is not about every day's parties and success and money. Every day business is about solving problems. Because you're literally doing, you're putting a full day's work and you might have made no money that day. You might have been negative money, but you're building your brand. You're building the doesn't matter. Don't count the money. Money uh, comes as a derivative of what you do in this business. Money is not the primary, uh, you know, reward. Uh, it's it, the reward that's going to come by itself. If you're going to chase money, uh, you you may never get may never get it. But if you chase success, the money come by itself. I was just talking on this training call because I'm a part of an organization called Modare, and just like it's just this like really cool social retail company where people can earn a residual income, work from home, do all that stuff. And they asked like for one simple tip, and I think the biggest thing is just whatever side hustle or part-time thing you do, whether it be your full-time, you just need to be indoctrinated into it. It needs to be part of you. Like it's not something you're half in, you're all in full, t you're all in part-time, if that yep. makes sense. Exactly. You know, exactly. It's, it's part of you. It's who yeah. you are. It's your identity, you know? And now all of a sudden it's not hard to get up because it's what you do. It's like having a dog. You got to go feed that thing. And I'm getting a dog soon. So I'm trying to mentally prepare you, myself. You can do two things in life. You can work on your, on your work, making it better and you can succeed and you can be very successful and doing well. But if you work constantly on yourself every day and making yourself better and trying to understand what you could have done differently and critiquing yourself, you are destined to just, just being on the top. I think that's a great way to end this. Michael, how can everybody follow you? How can they follow the Widgets journey? How well, can it's they continue uh, this simple. Thing? It's Widgets with double E instead of I. Uh, and uh, Widgets.com. Uh, you can always uh, check out the link uh, at uh, the damn good show. Uh, and I hope uh, you can put that link uh, there. So, or just Google widgets, you know, you'll find us very, or Google, uh, the maze X. Uh, it's the simplest way. It's the best man. I appreciate thank you. you. Thank you for having Looking me Looking forward here. to our next no, party. We're going to make great. this a normal. You're yes, going to become absolutely, a routine guest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next we'll time, we'll do some, uh, Elon Musk, uh, smoking. Uh, we, we're going to call it Elon Musk smoking show. Yeah. We'll have a flamethrower <laughs> next time. Just be ripping it on your rooftop yeah, to Abraham DJing. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> that's a great idea. Well, that's a lot of weed. <laughs> that is a lot of weed. <laughs> we know how to smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, we <laughs> do. Parties. For sure. <laughs> All right, For man. Sure, we appreciate you. Thank you, you guys. Thank time. you. Great, great being here. <laughs>